Hello friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and if you recognize that theme song, you know what time it is. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. This is your hometown radio station right there there in Madison and North Florida, and we are your uh, radio minister for this next 30 minutes. We thank God for the good pastors and evangelists all over the world that are publishing the gospel of Jesus Christ, but we are glad to be part of that great company that publishes the Word of God. And we're glad that you're allowing us to be part of your devotional life by tuning in this broadcast every Tuesday right here on WMAF. And if you're hearing this as it streams on computer anywhere in the United States, anywhere in the world, we welcome you today. And if you are uh, downloading these teachings from our website, we welcome you today. And we want to just make it very, very clear today. If you are not a Christian, don't turn the dial. Uh, this, this gospel of Jesus Christ is for every man, woman, boy, and girl. And we pray that you will stay tuned today. And maybe you will understand uh, why that we appreciate Jesus so much. And we appreciate the Father who loved us and loved you enough to give His only begotten Son. That nobody perish but that all have eternal life. Praise God. Well, if you have your Bibles today, we're beginning a brand new study, and the study uh, is so important uh, to everyone who is a Christian and everyone who is not a Christian who will consider what God has to say about His love for you and His provision for your salvation today. We're going to be talking about the atoning blood of Jesus Christ, the atoning blood of Christ. We're going to take our text in just a moment from Romans chapter 5 verse 8 through 11. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 through 11. And just before we go to the Word of God, we'd like to invite you once again to our website if you would like to come and uh, and just uh, enjoy uh, for your personal edification and education, uh, all of the helps that are there. Just type in T-H-C-O-G. That stands for The Holy Church of God Incorporated right here in Tampa, Florida, where we just recently celebrated 41 years as the senior pastor of this, 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 this work that God has, has assigned to us and that we're being very, very faithful to keep, uh, our commitment to obey Him. And this is part of it. The radio outreach is why I introduced myself as Pastor evangelist because I change hats from pastor to evangelist when we begin to reach out through the media to to proclaim the gospel to the nations of the world. Hallelujah. Well, if you'd like to come again, type in T-H-C-O-G and you can download any of the materials that are available. Nothing will cost you anything. Uh, And uh, if you'd like to be a media missionary uh, and you find that this is something that you would like to share with others, then feel free to email them or drop them a line or give them a call uh, and tell them about the the ministry that is available uh, to them through the World Wide Web. And uh, tell them also uh, the, that WMAF, Family Friendly 
programming is available. Classic country, classic gospel songs, uh, things you cannot get. Well, we just finished a trip to Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I'm going across the dial, and uh, there is nothing like the radio station uh, anywhere in that entire trip. We couldn't find anything like WMAF. It's a unique station. We're glad to be part of the broadcast family. We're very glad that you are part of the listening family, and we pray that the listening family will grow, amen, as we can recommend this station all day long to everyone. Hallelujah. Well, if you have your Bibles once again, on the atoning blood of Jesus Christ. I'm going to read from the book of Romans, chapter 5, verses 8 through 11. It says, But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. We have now received the atonement. Oh, friend of mine, this is such an important message to understand. Uh, there is a joy in God, <laughs> hallelujah, that comes when we realize the extent that He has went in order to forgive us, in order to save us, that He loved us enough to give His Son for us, and that Christ loved us enough to give His life for us, on the cross and shed His blood for us. How can we have this kind of reconciled relationship with God? And that's the great question that we need to ask and answer biblically. Is, is that, that how can our sins be remitted? How can a holy God accept us as His own children, totally forgiven and made righteous in His sight, without compromising His holy nature. How can He be just and justify you and justify me? Justification is a forensic term. It is a legal term in Scripture. And God is a holy God, and by His holiness is obligated to judge sin. He can't sweep it under the rug. He can't overlook it. He's obligated to judge sin. And this is what we want to talk about today, is the atoning blood of Jesus Christ. To get an understanding, an apprehension of it, but also a comprehension and an appreciation for what has really occurred when Jesus hung between heaven and earth and bled out literally on the cross. Listen very carefully. In order for God to do this, in order for that blood to atone for our sins, a sacrifice had to be offered, a price had to be paid, and a debt had to be canceled. I want to begin by saying, make it very, very clear, we all owe a sin debt. Everyone on this planet owe a sin debt. 
Romans chapter 3 verse 10 through 12 makes it very clear. As it is written, there is none righteous. And listen carefully, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. Initially, there is none that seeketh after God. I want to make it very clear. If you are seeking God today, you didn't start out by seeking God. <laughs> you, you reciprocated. You responded to Him. He takes the initiative. He came seeking you. Amen. That's one of the dis- distinguishing marks of Christianity in every world religion. Without exception, man is always trying to climb up to somehow earn and achieve a a relationship with whatever God that is worshipped. Christianity is very unique from every world religion because God takes the initiative and God comes seeking us. Hallelujah. Listen to verse 12. They are all gone out of the way. They are all... They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Now you may know someone that is filled with good works and say, how can that statement be true? It's true because in verse 23, it said, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For all, without exception, have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You see, God's requirement for good goes beyond what we would consider good. Good, according to God's requirement, is that we be right with Him. That somehow our sins be so remitted and forgiven and the reconciliation with Him so complete that it is not something we achieve, but something that we receive through the atoning blood of Jesus Christ. Almost everyone thinks they know someone who is so good that by virtue of their own righteousness and their own good works, that they are worthy of heaven. The Scripture is very clear. No, not one. Everyone without exception, needs a Savior. God handpicked Isaiah to be a major prophet to to ancient Israel and a messianic prophet to every generation and all nations. Yet, in God's holy presence, he cried, Woe is me, for I am undone in Isaiah 6 when he went into the temple and God's presence was manifest. That word, I am undone, literally in the Hebrew means, I am ruined, or I am doomed, or I am as good as dead. I don't think many of us today fully grasp the awesome, holy nature of our God. When the question was asked about the mighty lion, Aslan, in C.S. Lewis's writings, is he safe? The answer is no, but he is good. Amen. Church, we need a good God, and we serve such a God. But He is also holy. He cannot and will not just overlook our sin. It is not safe for an unholy man to approach 
a holy God. But in His goodness and in His great love for you and for me, He's made a way for us. His forgiveness and acceptance is based on a judgment passed and a sentence carried out. You see, friend, a sacrifice had to be offered. A sacrifice had to be offered and a price had to be paid. That's exactly what Jesus was declaring when He instituted the Lord's Supper. This is my body broken for you. This is my blood shed for you. The innocent taking the punishment for the guilty. We all owe a sin debt and no one, none of us, can pay it ourselves. Titus chapter 3 and verse 5 says, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us, by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. It's not safe to believe that our good works will be weighed against our bad works, and if the scales tilt enough to the good, we will be saved. No one can pay his own sin debt. I want to say that again. No one can pay his own sin debt. The only way that we can be saved is through the atoning blood of Jesus Christ. Some people have spent 25 years in prison and have been released because the law states that they have paid their debt to society. Listen, one billion years uh, separated from God, one billion years in punishment will not pay our sin debt. You say, preacher, that's an outrageous statement. You're absolutely right. We clearly do not see sin as serious as God views it. When we lose that lofty view of God, when we don't see Him as as holy as He is, we don't take sin very seriously. And the antidote for sin, the cross and Christ's blood are depreciated. And here we face another danger, that in our sincere desire to see souls saved, we adjust the message of the cross to avoid offending the world. Paul warned that uh, care had to be taken not just to preach the cross, but to, with the wisdom of words alone, lest the cross of Christ be made of none effect in, 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 in the new covenant. But surely the gospel can be explained in a new way, they say, that is more appealing to the ungodly than those old-time preachers presented it. Maybe today's techniques for packaging and selling could be used to clothe the cross in music or a beat or entertainment. An entertaining presentation such as the world uses that would give the gospel a new relevancy or at least a familiarity. I want to declare to you today that psychology too can be drawn upon to provide a more positive approach. Let's not confront sinners with their sin and the gloom and doom of of coming judgment, but explain that uh, their behavior isn't really their fault so much as it is the result of 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 the abuse they've suffered uh, or the conditions in which they grew up or the or the economic uh, uh conditions or the lack of education uh, 
Are not we all just victims? And didn't Christ come to rescue us from victimization? And our low view of ourselves, our low self-esteem, and to restore that self-confidence, blend the cross with psychology, and the world will beat a path to our churches, filling them with new members. This is this new approach to evangelism. I'm not an old-school, old-time preacher just because I'm becoming an old preacher the gospel doesn't need to be edited and represented and repackaged for a new generation. The problem is the same as it ever was. Man has sinned and come short of the glory of God. And without a Savior, and without repentance from our sin and accepting Christ as our Savior, then we are left in our sin and the holy God who loves us enough to give His Son for us that sin might be atoned for can't just look the other way. A.W. Tozer said it well. He said, If I see right, the cross of popular evangelism is not the cross of the New Testament. It is rather a bright ornament upon the bosom of a self-assured and carnal Christianity. The old cross slew men, the new cross entertains them. The old cross condemned, the new cross amuses. The old cross destroyed confidence in the flesh, the new cross encourages it. The flesh, smiling and confident, preaches and sings about the cross. Before that cross, it bows, and toward that cross it points with carefully staged histrionics. But upon that cross it will not die, and the reproach of the cross it stubbornly refuses to bear. Ah, friend of mine, today we all owe a sin debt. None of us can pay it ourselves. The good news is that God has judged our sin in His Son so that our sin debt can be canceled. Listen to Colossians chapter 2. Verse 13 through 15, And you, being dead in your sins, and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgive you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it, literally, in the cross. When a person is crucified, a list of their offenses was nailed to their cross as well. When Jesus was nailed to the cross, the sins of fallen man were nailed to it. My sins and your sins today. Colossians 2, verse 13 and 15, uh, absolutely supports this. In the ancient world, the Greek term here as written, code, uh, literally uh, referred to a handwritten certificate of indebtedness that obligated the signer. This note stood between him and the person he owed it until it was paid. This debt would often become a heavy burden which the debtor was unable to pay. Paul says here that Christ took it away. 
literally through his own own flesh being pierced and and impaled upon the cross he nailed it to the cross when jesus cried it is finished on the cross just before he died it was one word in the greek that means paid in full and the Greek word handwriting referred to a certificate of debt. As we have said, God's forgiveness is like that of a person wiping the ink off a parchment that documented our debt. Through Christ's death on the cross, God totally erased our certificate of indebtedness and made our forgiveness complete. Those that trust in Christ's sins were all put to Christ's account nailed to His cross as He paid the penalty in our place. Because Jesus is God incarnate, only He can pay the infinite debt that sinners have against God. Not too many years ago, archaeologists unearthed an ancient urn dating back to the first century. Inside there was a parchment which was determined to be a property deed with a word stamped on it, Tetaleste, Tetaleste, which means paid in full. This should be the cause of great appreciation. This should be the stimulation for great love for Christ. Uh, <laughs> oh, friend, this should be a basis for overflowing joy, joy in God because of the atonement. This should be a reason for great rejoicing. Because this is the exact word that Jesus used on the cross. We translate it from the Greek word tetelestai. And we, we translate it into three words to understand the one word in the Greek. Paid in full. We tra he said literally, it is finished. It is accomplished. Or it is paid in full. Listen carefully today. In these days of confused situations, one songwriter wrote, In this night of a restless remorse when the heart and soul of a nation lay wounded and cold as a corpse from the grave of the innocent, Adam comes a song bringing joy to the sad. Oh, your cry has been heard and your ransom has been paid up in full. Be ye glad. Oh, be ye glad. Hallelujah. Every debt that you've ever had has been paid up in full by the grace of the Lord. Be ye glad. Be ye glad. Be ye glad. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. You see, the result of understanding the blood atonement of Jesus Christ is that we joy in God. We rejoice every day. And, and songwriters have been expressing that joy in beautiful, poetic uh, songs. Jesus paid it all. All to Him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. I bought a debt I couldn't pay. And it was growing every day. But Jesus paid it all for me. There's a story out of history. In the ancient city of Venice, there was a bridge called the Bridge of Sighs. 
At one end of the bridge there was a courtroom, at the other end there was a dungeon. And the door to the dungeon were these words, Abandon, hope, all ye that enter herein. Try to picture a man who has been sentenced to spend his life in that dungeon and to die in that dungeon. As he walks across the bridge, he takes a long look at the sun and bids a last farewell to his loved ones. He's going to spend the rest of his life without hope and without light. But while he is crossing the bridge, a court official stops him, presses a paper into his hand, and when he looks at the paper, he finds that it is a pardon. His eyes are soon dimmed with tears. He's free now. His sorrow has been turned to joy. He goes home to live a new life. Friend, this is a picture of Jesus Christ and what He's done for you and what He has done for me. Men are on their way to hell without God and without hope. But Jesus pardons us, nails our burdens, our sins to the cross, and gives us new life when we come to Him and repent of those sins. This is why there should be such joy. You see, people that have never seen themselves as condemned to a, a, a banishment and, and punishment from the presence of God eternally, they simply can't appreciate what happens when one gets saved. No wonder there's such a lackluster, lack of joy and enthusiastic worship of God for what He has done. No wonder there's a lack of devotion and committed Christian living for that. You see, only the person who understands his condition and where he would have spent eternity can truly, enthusiastically, and passionately serve Christ. That's why so much of our worship is just going through the motions, and if it isn't just going through the motions, it's nothing more than some kind of emotional stimulated entertainment for a little while that has little effect on the way that we live our life when we walk out of the doors of the church into this fallen world. And the world really can't uh, detect a difference other than the fact that we attend church in our life and their life because of the lack of devotion and commitment. But when we understand that, that we, that we were almost put in that prison house. We were almost locked away. We were almost banished and punished eternally. But God came seeking us. We heard the gospel. The Holy Spirit convicted us. And we saw simultaneously our lost condition and the Savior that suffered for us on the cross. And we repented of our sins and gladly accepted Him as our Savior and committed ourselves to live for Him all the days of our life. Oh, friend of mine, it is the atoning blood of Jesus that causes us to love Him so very much and to serve Him with all that we are and all that we have for all the days of our life. And listen, if you are not a Christian today, the blood of Jesus has been shed for your sins. 
And if you repent of your sin and accept Christ as your Savior, today, before this broadcast is over, right now, as we're getting ready to offer you the opportunity to come to Christ as your Savior, receive Him, repenting of your sin. At this very moment, you can receive Jesus as your Savior. Today, your destiny can be changed. Today, this day, you can receive the atonement. Hallelujah! And you can be forgiven. And your sins, every one of them, not the half, but the whole, can be remitted this very moment, this very day, I believe God is speaking to your heart and God is calling you. Would you come to Christ today? Would you receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior today? Would you do it right now? I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to someone. I know I'm speaking to many people. But I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to you specifically, individually, and personally. Because that's His office. That's His job. I can't do that. I can't knock on the door of the heart. But He can. And I know that He is. Open the door. Ask Jesus in. Receive Him. And receive the atonement. Well, our time is gone. If you're a Christian, serve God with everything you have and everything that you are because you are saved because of the atoning blood of Jesus. We love you today. Come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.